This is the Macmillan Library Podcast, a community conversation maker, bringing you curated conversations with Macmillan librarians, community members, authors, musicians, artists, and more. Welcome back to the Macmillan Conversation Maker Podcast. It's been a little while since our last episode, but today we bring you a special presentation of short stories read to you by the authors. In July, we had a flash fiction contest here at the library. Participants had to stop into the library to use our manual typewriter to write their piece of flash fiction. They got one page of paper, a typewriter, and their brain. That's it. Stories could be about anything, but our summer reading theme this year was space. So stories about space and speculative fiction were encouraged. And all our winning stories did have that theme. We are going to have more writing contests in the future, and specifically coming up in October, there will be a short story writing contest with the theme Ghost Stories. So start thinking about your ghost story now. Details and rules will be available when we get closer to October. And now we present the winning stories. In third place, Patty Wisman will read her story, Saturn. In second place, Diane Wisman will read her story, Last Transmission. And our first place story, Rick Humphreys will read his story, My Green Striped Couch. I hope you enjoy all these amazing pieces of flash fiction. And next time we set up the typewriter for a flash fiction contest, be sure to check it out and see what it felt like to write a story 50 years ago on a manual typewriter. My name is Patty Wisman, and my story is Saturn. Dana checked the weather for the third time in an hour. It was supposed to be clear with only a 20% chance of rain. She was so excited. This was her first solo run without parents. She knew her backpack was ready to go, but she rechecked her list anyway. Paper, pens, and a clipboard. Every good scientist uses these. Flashlight covered with red crepe paper. Thanks for that, Dad. And a few snack bars and a bottle of water. She was ready. Pushing open the back door, she made her way down the steps and into the backyard. The night was quiet and still. It was too early for stinging bugs and too cold for the birds to be back home. She had the entire yard to herself. It was dark, but not too dark. She made her way to the table and chair that was set up away from the cluster of trees. Her telescope was waiting for her, all set up and pointed to the sky. Someone, probably Mom, had brought out a thermos of something warm. Dana took a sip, hot chocolate, something else that every scientist needed. Mom also brought out a container of snacks that were Dana's favorite. She smiled. This is turning out to be the best night ever. The night was almost ready. Soon it would be totally dark, and Dana couldn't believe the time was finally here. She emptied her backpack before it got too dark and turned on her flashlight. The soft red light was just enough to see. She took a deep breath and looked through the telescope. Nothing. After making a few adjustments, she peered again. There it was. Saturn. That big, mysterious gas giant. The ring sat sideways, 
not straight like the way Dana had seen it in movies or read about in books. This was the real thing. Big, beautiful, creamy gray with darker gray rings. She wrote down a few notes about the color and felt like a real scientist. Her dad always said that there was a lot to like about Saturn. Weird and special, just like me. She sat back in her chair, sipping her hot chocolate, and looked up at the sky. I wonder what else I can see. Smiling, she stood and began to adjust her telescope. Hi, I'm Diane Wisman, and I'm going to be recording my story, Last Transmission. Day 365 plus 200. It's been 200 days now since your last transmission. I don't know if anyone is left alive down there. I could see the blast from here, and it's hard to imagine that anyone is. Maybe it's the EMP generated by the bombs? I'm going to keep transmitting anyway. Maybe someone will read this someday. Day 365 plus 202. You know, the initial experiment wasn't bad. One year alone in space, I could do that. I did do that. Then you all had to start and end a war a week before launch that would pick me up. Thanks for that. Day 365 plus 230. I saw her today. Sam, was it? The other guy's copycat experiment? When the orbits are just right, I can see your station. I guess she can see mine too. I wonder how she is. Should I contact her? What would I say? I'm sorry my country nuked yours? Or was it the other way around? I don't know. I wonder if she does. I wonder if she hates me because of it. I wonder if we'll both die up here. Day 365 plus 232. What's the worst that could happen? I contact her and she says that she wouldn't talk to me if I was the last man alive. Yeah, well, joke's on you. Day 365 plus 240. Transmission sent. No response. Day 365 plus 260. The funny thing is, maybe I lucked out. I bet food is scarce down on Earth right now, but my hydroponics bay has enough food for years. The air on Earth is probably toxic, but my O2 generation will be fine for years. Irony. In all likelihood, I'll just go insane from loneliness, and that's how it'll end your experiment. I might take a nice stroll out the airlock. Day 365 plus 290. God, I'm so alone. Day 665 of space habitation. Astronaut Sam Martinez reporting. This is my last log. My last transmission. I have everything ready. I might die, but I'll die here anyway. My O2 is almost out. If my escape pod doesn't airlock correctly to his station, I'll go into hard vacuum and die. Or maybe he might kill me. He might hate me for what my country did. If he didn't hate me, he probably would have contacted me by now, right? I sent him a transmission saying that I was coming to his station. He didn't answer. Or it didn't go through. I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I knew if he hated me. I wish I knew why my country did it. I wish I knew why people hate so much. Maybe he and I will find a way not to. Astronaut Sam Martinez signing off. I'm Rick Humphreys, and this is my green striped couch. It can't end this way. It has to end this way. All of the other dreams have led me to this dream. And yes, I know that I'm dreaming. But this is no failed hypnagogic state. This is the most lucid of dreams. In the first dream, there was only one zombie, and all I had to do was outrun him. 
Each succeeding dream complicated the scenario. This dream that I am now in has to be the final smackdown. I have windows in my house facing all four cardinal directions, and then some. As I look out to the north, I see them swarming. As I look out to the east, the south, and the west, they are gathering as well. They are gathering from the four corners of the earth and are assembling at the four corners of my house. In between dreams, I have done my homework. Here is what I have discovered. First off, zombies top out with their speed at about a mile and a half per hour. I know it appears that they can move faster, but most of their motion is back and forth. Much of their forward progress is lost on aimless lurches and twitches. In addition, most zombie victims do not die in hand-to-hand combat. It rarely gets that far. Most casualties occur because the heart fails them for fear, and the heart responds to that fear by seizing up. The second leading cause of death is that lurid smell. Think about the worst rotting garbage that you have ever cast your nasal senses upon and multiply that times a hundred. Many intended victims at that point simply lose consciousness before they are devoured. Right now, I wish I would have bought a chainsaw when they were on sale. That would certainly offer me a little more security right now. But I don't have one. So no use crying about it. By now, I am sure they have pushed the old cellar door in or have broken in through the bathroom screen that I meant to replace after a storm. I have steeled myself up to the second floor where I will take my last stand. I don't exactly have a spiral staircase, but close enough. It's a bit more rectangular, but I can see them beginning to ascend the stairs. I still have a bit of time. Hopefully enough to time to tell a joke, even if only to myself. There is no point telling the zombies for obvious reasons. First of all, they wouldn't get it. They are obviously products of a hive mind and unable to think for themselves. And if I get close enough to tell them, well, it wouldn't be good for my well-being. Here's the joke anyway. What is the most popular zombie pizza topping? Let's put it this way. The things that look like mushrooms are probably not mushrooms. Oh, well, it still felt good to tell it. It's coming down to the end rather rapidly even with slow zombie movement. I have a plan after all. I don't have a plan B, so this better work. Or else. It's too bad I value my green-striped couch, but I value my life even more. I guess it's a small sacrifice to make for the cause. As soon as I see that they're all positioned correctly, I'm going to push the couch over the rotted railing. You know what they say, Good at bowling, good at eliminating zombies. Here goes. It's time. Strike. Looks like I got them. We'll find out soon enough. I awoke to the sound of birds chirping with gorgeous sunlight cascading through my window. I know that I have won the battle and I will not have any more of these dreams. Feels good. 
And I would gloat a while if I didn't have to clean up this god-awful mess and the smell. Some of the physical defects on my couch can be fixed, but I'm going to need a gallon of industrial-strength Febreze. But I just thought of an easier way. I'm sure that my couch is still under warranty. Great. And I think that I bought it at ShopCo. Great. They're always easy to deal with when it comes to their warranties. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We hope you use this information to strike up a local conversation. Check us out at macmillanlibrary.org to see upcoming events, including concerts, speakers, movies, and more. We also have free online classes through Gale Courses, as well as a host of databases for your research needs. If you can't find what you're looking for, stop in at the information desk. The Macmillan Conversation Maker podcast can be found at macmillanlibrary.org backslash podcast. 